This is Grunt to Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. Coming to you from the fabulous Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome, I'm your host, Benjamin Burroughs. I am one voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand guard and take shots, give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. I am For the sky, boy. Hey, everybody, this is Billy Gunn. Hi, this is Glasgow, Delaware, Kit Kat. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. This is the Birdman Coco Beware. Hey, this is Leo Rock. In Macho Madness, yeah, growing, 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 and more seductive than sex. To me, they are the greatest tag team in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks! Hey, this is the NWA World's Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, the National Treasure, Nick Holden. It's a nature boy. Woo! While you may see me out there shaking my ass, you can guarantee on May 25th, I'll be kicking it too. This is Tito Santana. WWE Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one of the founding fathers of All In, the executive vice president of All Elite, Cody! And what's you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world destroy you? Beard villain Johnny Malloy here, and I never listen to Grunt to Groan with Benjamin Burroughs. Oh, there you have it. Nobody listening to Grunt to Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. Not Hulk Hogan, not Leo Rush, not the beard villain Johnny Malloy. I don't even think my mom listens anymore. <laughs> but it is an honor to have you listening to our podcast. This is Grunt to Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. I'm your host, Benjamin Burroughs. And we are coming to you from the fabulous uh, Delaware Wrestling of Thunderdome. It has been newly remodeled. Sunny Thunder and the Sons of Thunder did a great job. We have air conditioning. A hot and humid day. A little wet here in the Northeast. But we have air conditioning at the fabulous Delaware Wrestling Thunderdome. So I want to thank... Sunny Thunder and the Sons of Thunder for that. Also, thank you, Dave the Ray, for being our producer. This is episode number 40. Man, can you believe it? 40 episodes of Grunt to Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. And uh, it does my heart good that uh, we're able to bring this to you. We know that our analytics um, are... are, are, are um, uh, monitored by us. They're very special uh, to us to follow the analytics of the program. And um, especially with the fact that we're now heard in 17 different countries all over the world. Um, that just that blows me away that, um, you know, when I wrote the book, I figured there was absolutely no way that I would sell any copies of the book. And uh, we've been very successful in selling the book. And when we started the podcast, I figured there's no way, it's just not conceivable or possible that we could reach 17 different countries with the message 
of Grunt to Grown Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. But here we are, episode 40, 17 countries, and uh, the analytics here in the United States are pretty impressive, too. Uh, our top five cities where we have the most people tuning into the podcast are Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you, Baltimore. New York City, Chicago, Boston, and the greater Minneapolis area. So I want to thank all of you who are tuning in to our podcast from uh, uh, those cities. Uh, thank you very much for uh, checking out our podcast and, and uh, you know, making us somewhat re relevant in the uh, profession of sales. I want to thank the following businesses. I know that there's representatives from these manufacturers and these businesses that are supporting the podcast. Uh, the analytics show it. And uh, this is uh, from a LinkedIn. When we post it on LinkedIn, we know that we have quite a following with Nilfisk Advance. Want to thank you guys. Uh, MC, uh, MSC Industrial Supply. Want to thank you guys. Um, Johnson Controls. Want to thank you. Uh, SC Johnson Professional. Want to thank you. Tenet. Uh, company want to thank you. Also, um, uh, Karcher, North America. I have a lot that uh, listen to us from Karcher, North America. So I just want to thank each and every one of you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. Remember, as a sales professional, you are the great American thunder on which this nation rolls because nothing happens. I mean, nothing happens until you sell it. And a lot of times that message gets lost, but that's something that I want you to remember. I want you to burn that into your brain. As a sales professional, you are the great American thunder because really nothing happens in this great country until something is sold. If you want to buy the book, you can buy it on all the dot-coms, Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, uh, Walmart.com. Just look it up, Grunt to Grown, Sales Lessons Learned from Professional Wrestling. If you want to buy our merchandise, it's on Amazon.com. And if you want to advertise on this great podcast, this one right here, you just heard the analytics. We're heard in 17 different countries. You hear the cities that are our top five for folks tuning into the podcast. You hear some of the companies. If you want... To advertise on this fine uh, podcast, please email me at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. That's greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. If you'd like to book me as a guest speaker at your event, as a motivational speaker at your event, you can also email me at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. Or if you just have some comments on the podcast, email me at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. I answer each and every email. So if you take the time to email me, understand I will take the time to email you back. Want to jump into the podcast this week, and I, I, want, to, I want to talk about a very uh, touchy subject. I, actually, possibly a couple touchy subjects for sales professionals. And I want to start uh, the podcast off by talking about how important it is for you as a sales professional to brand you. Now, you've heard me say that before. I've given examples from professional wrestling how Hulk Hogan actually walked away from the McMahons early in his career to do the Rocky film. Now, Hulk Hogan knew that by doing the Rocky film, 
that it would elevate his brand to the stratosphere. And you could actually say that it was the um, catalyst that pushed Hulk Hogan and the WWE into the mega company that it is today. You see, Hulk Hogan took more interest in his brand than even those who employed him did. Now, that's tough to say. And you could say that I've come to that conclusion uh, just by what I've read and not real facts. And I have. I've come to that conclusion by reading Hulk Hogan's book and reading other accounts of what happened between the McMahon family and Hulk Hogan at that time. But the point here is, is that Hulk Hogan put his brand first. And as a sales professional, the lesson to be learned there is that your brand should come first. Now, I'm not talking about branding the products that you sell. I'm talking about branding you. I'm not talking about branding the company or companies that you represent. I'm talking about the branding of you and how important the branding of you is going to become in the profession of sales. You know, you can quickly hurt your brand. You can do more damage to your brand by taking the big deal that you can't support or promising your clients something that you can't deliver. Here's a good example of that. The WWE recently had a card in Saudi Arabia, a super card in Saudi Arabia, and the main event was The Undertaker and Goldberg. Now, both of these wrestlers are iconic brands in the industry of professional wrestling. And both wrestlers, and I say this with great respect, are well past their prime. Their glory days have come and their glory days have gone. Now, Bill Goldberg has built a brand outside of professional wrestling, especially in the world of high-performance automotive. He's a gearhead. He's a hot rodder. He's had several shows that highlight supercars, fast cars, and hot rod cars, and high-performance cars. And that brand of the rough, tough Bill Goldberg is what launches and sustains that brand in high-performance automotive. The Undertaker, on the other hand, he's recently retired or semi-retired from professional wrestling. So his brand is uh, more centered around professional wrestling. He hasn't branched out like Bill Goldberg. Well, the two of these wrestlers met at the Supercard, and the match was an absolute disaster. I mean a disaster. Bill Goldberg tried a spear. He hit his head on a ring post, busted himself open, which wasn't planned, wasn't scripted, and gave himself a concussion. 
he actually uh, passed out right after the match ended. The Undertaker looked out of shape. The match was not these two iconic brands at their best. And I say that with all great respect. And it hurt their brand. It really hurt their brand. They got paid well. Goldberg was paid a reported $2 million. Undertaker, more than that. On the other hand, you had the Rhodes brothers, Dusty Rhodes and Cody Rhodes, who had a great match at AEW's Double or Nothing, and that match actually enhanced both of their brands and the brand of AEW. It is considered um, possibly one of Dustin Rhodes' greatest matches ever. And it proved that these two professionals, including Dustin Rhodes, who's over the age of 50, could still perform at a high level. It helped their brands, both of their brands. Now, I bring this up because we have uh, sales professionals out there and I'm not meaning any disrespect in saying this, but they're more interested in the brands that they represent than branding themselves. And I'm gonna tell you why that could be a crucial mistake in your professional sales career. So as I talk to professional sales people across the country, I hear more and more about CRM systems. I hear more and more about how CRM systems are being implemented in the company that they represent and how these sales professionals feel that this is a hindrance to their growth. That CRM systems actually take time away from them being good sales professionals. Now, I have mixed feelings about CRM systems. Personally, myself, as a sales professional, I document every client uh, contact that I have. I've done that for years. I was taught many, many years ago what is called the two-minute rule, and that is, um, you know, when you get back into your vehicle after having a client appointment, you take two minutes before you even put the key in the ignition and you document how that meeting went. You document it, uh, what you're to do next. What are the next steps? What are the action issues? What, what, what are you supposed to do? And it allows me to keep a running tab of every contact I've had with my clients. And it is important to also document the personal stuff. You know, if one of my clients have uh, um, a child who's playing in a soccer tournament and two weeks later I go see the client, I have that notated so I can say, Mr. Client, how did the soccer tournament go? And that's part of my brand is to be very personable with my clients. 
So I have mixed emotions about CRM systems because even though I employ a CRM system in what I do, I've heard uh, other sales professionals say that there are sales organizations out there who are paying a bonus based on whether they update their CRM as opposed to whether they're actually closing sales. And I think that's taking it to an extreme. But as CRM systems get rolled out in our industry, it becomes more and more vital that you as a sales professional brand you. Now, here's an article that was written in 2013. It was reposted recently on LinkedIn. It was from Brian Nelson, and it was called Six Things Salespeople Hate About CRM and What Could Possibly Change Their Mind. Well, here are the six things that sales professionals don't like about CRM systems. And, you know, I've heard this from sales professionals firsthand. Number one, they feel like it mandates them and strong arms them into giving up their information. And that big brother is always watching. Again, I recently talked with a sales professional who's involved in a large sales organization, and they said they hired middle management in their, in their sales organization, on their sales team, just to monitor who's updating their CRM system. That middle management has nothing to do with sales. They're just monitoring the information being inputted into the CRM system. That might be taking it a little too far. I don't know. Number two. Sales professionals hate the CRM system because it's time-consuming to enter data, and there is times that it is. Again, I use the two-minute rule, so I allot two minutes after every appointment or every phone conversation that I have to document, 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 document. Number three, salespeople love interacting with their clients and not CRM systems and not CRM programs. Number four, now, if, you're, if you are a sales leader in your sales organization, number four is a very important point. A lot of CRM systems get rolled out, and there's inadequate or no training on the CRM system. So sales professionals are left more confused than they are confident. And... If they don't understand the program and they don't understand how the program works, it's going to take much longer for them to complete the program, to complete the process. And that piggybacks on the point number five. The CRM systems are too complex and too confusing. And number six, there's poor implementation of the program. Now, these are the six things, according to uh, Brian Nelson, that sales professionals do not like about CRM systems. And when you start talking about the CRM systems, you find out that 89% of sales professionals say that the amount of pressure they get from sales management to update the CRM system outweighs 
the pressure they get on closing sales. Now remember, as a sales professional, you are the great American thunder. And as a sales leader, or if you're in sales management, you should remember this. Be nothing happens until something is sold. You don't need a CRM system if you're not selling anything. And 87% of sales professionals say that their companies require them to use a CRM system to track their activities. 87% of sales professionals now are using a CRM system and they believe that management just uses it to track their activity, not their results. Think about that. And 78% admit that as sales professionals, they only check the boxes. Now that comes from the article, 10 Reasons Why Salespeople Need CRM written in November of 2018 by Zamira Plaxja. Again, that's something that could be found on LinkedIn. So what is my point in all of this? Branding, CRM, required to fill the boxes out, check the boxes. What's my point in all of this? When you break it down, sales professionals believe that the CRM system is designed to replace them. I hear it from sales professionals all the time. Their fear is, is that once they input the information and sales professionals believe that the only Strength and negotiation with a company that they have is the information on the client that they have. And now they're being asked to relinquish that. I'm going to debate that point. As a sales professional, that is not the strength that you have. Holding that company information is not your trump card. How you brand yourself is your strength. How you brand yourself to your client is your strength. There was an old sales adage from many, many years ago. You don't hear it anymore. And it goes something like this. Clients don't buy your products. Clients buy you. So what are you doing to brand you? How are you separating yourself from your competition as a brand? And when I mean your competition, I'm even talking about that click and buy that you can do on the Internet right now. Here's an example from my sales career. I like to get involved with my clients. I like to know what they're doing. I like to know when they're doing it. I like to know what their kids are doing or what their spouses are involved in. I like to um, be personal 
with my clients. Again, if I know a client's uh, daughter was playing in a soccer tournament two weeks ago, I'll make it a point to ask, how did the tournament go? And sometimes I'll ask these questions when the negotiations are at their toughest. I recently had a client in hospitality who had a new build and a new brand in the area. And the brand requirement was that they have live entertainment in the lobby three days a week. And uh, the GM coming from out of the area wasn't quite sure where to even start. And naturally, he went to some booking agents and... They wanted, you know, an arm and a leg to book entertainment three nights a week. So when he was telling me about this dilemma, I said, why don't you let me help? You see, that's part of my brand is to be a resource and not just be a resource within the silo I represent, but how about outside that silo? And my client said, well, what do you know about booking bands? I said, I don't know anything about booking bands, but I can tell you this. I know every band, every solo artist, every duo, every trio from every genre in the area because I've played music here for the past 25 years. I know all the DJs. I know them all. He said, all right, if you could help me, that'd be great. So I took a Saturday, I took a couple hours, and I booked out his entire summer, all the way till the end of September. I provided him a spreadsheet with the artist, their name, their phone number, their email address, and a link where he could see him. Took a couple, it took me a couple hours. That's because I know him. My client was blown away. And he is part of a large chain of hotels in my area and he makes no bones about it he tells all the other GM's Benjamin is a resource make sure to use him now that's part of my brand that's how I brand me that's how I brand Benjamin Burroughs the sales professional and as CRM systems get rolled out, I suggest very strongly that if you're not branding yourself as a sales professional, that you take a long, hard look at that and you start to brand you as a resource, both in and out of the silo you represent. And don't be afraid of a CRM system. Use the two-minute rule to enter the information. Make that system work for you. And with that, I'm going to close this, the 40th episode 
of Grunt to Grown, sales lessons learned from professional wrestling. Don't forget, you can contact me at greatamericanthunder at gmail.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn at Benjamin Burroughs. Follow me on Twitter at Great American Thunder. You can connect with me, Benjamin Burroughs, on Facebook. And I'll be happy to, uh, to uh, respond to any emails that you send me. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. And remember, you are the great American thunder on which this nation rolls because nothing happens until something is sold. So quit listening to me. Get out there. Sell something. Voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand guard and take shots. Give it all I got. All I got is this microphone.